Hey everyone, today I am joined by my guest Alex Navarro. Very excited hey. to have you, Alex. Oh, it's great to be on, man. I've uh, I've always I'm a big admirer of the show. Uh, I'm a big fan of what you guys here at Giant Bomb do. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to talk about the many projects I have upcoming. <laughs> like what? What's what are you some your projects? What are you working on? Uh, well, I heard you. I heard a rumor. Uh, multiple sources inform me you were uh, trying to clean up your room over the weekend. Yeah, I did some of that. I did some of that. <laughs> That's not I, a very still, confident still answer. Project. Uh, I still have some some work to do on that. I still have a little effort to put in. Um, a little bit later today, I've got a very special project I'm working on where I'm going to play Hearthstone probably for like four hours once the workday ends. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about the fact that you finally played Hearthstone. I was I right? Yeah, you were right. Yeah, I was right. right. You son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I downloaded it like I said I would. I sat there looking at it on Friday night, and I was like, you know what would make this Friday night of not going out and doing anything? Uh, <laughs> it would at least kill an hour of that, probably. <laughs> uh, that would be maybe trying out this Hearthstone game. And so I did, uh, while the NBA playoffs were on in the background. Uh, I managed to make it through one and a half NBA games without really looking up and watching any of the NBA games. That was, uh, that was yeah. me on Saturday watch or sunday because uh, i went to a bar to watch because the bulls and the hawks are in the playoffs so we actually went somewhere because it was 75 degrees out and you could actually go outside and hang outside in a bar but i on sunday when i watched the bulls play basketball i don't even know if i would call it that uh, I, yeah i didn't look up at all and i played hearthstone the entire time yeah it's it's one of those games that is per you th- theoretically is perfect to have you know going while something that you're not super into but but kind of want to you know uh, tangentially pay pay attention to is on in the background because it just it, the games move quickly enough to where you know you're like okay cool I finished this one I'm gonna look up for five minutes okay now I'm just gonna play another you know seven matches and then I'll look up again at some point and yeah that's how it gets its hooks in you and god damn it that game is a real son of a bitch. Yeah, and there are a couple people in the chat saying, you know, what, what, how come all these people are just getting around to Hearthstone right now? And A, the iPad version is a big part of that. I yes. Think it's, it's, it's just a very comfortable way to play a game like that, you know. Uh, and then B, it's, it's just hitting, like, waves of critical mass where you're hearing it from the right people that... You, like, you know, me telling you, hey, you should check this out. I don't play CCGs. I don't really get into games like this or just haven't in the past. But, 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 but. You split Hearthstone. And yeah. I heard that from other people, which is what got me into it. And I think that's just kind of how this game is expanding, especially given that it's free and on the iPad and it's something you can play while you're doing other things as opposed to most games where you're, like, sitting down and your entire focus is on that video game. So... It's it's something you can expose yourself to without, you know, having to fully dedicate your attention to it. Yeah, and it's you know if the, if I was playing this on PC, like I'm sure I would like it still. Like I would probably get into playing it, but I don't think I would be playing for the stretches that I am right now if I didn't just have the iPad on my lap while I'm sitting on the couch watching basketball or hockey or whatever else is going on. Uh, it's it's the perfect distraction game. Uh, as someone who has never really gotten into CCGs at all in any context. Uh, the the t- basic tutorial, it, 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 jump, it, it gets you just over that hump enough to where you know exactly what you need to do with the basics and just then the kind of game kind of leaves you to discover all these different cards and figure out what they all do and how to best combine them. Uh, because matches are so quick and because it gives you so much different stuff to look for, I found myself just spending hours just like trying to unlock all the basic cards for each of the classes, uh, just playing as many arena matches as I could before I hit that three strikes mark and just continually going and going and going and playing over and over again. Like I played all goddamn weekend, man. I don't know where my weekend went. They should call Hearthstone. The Hearthstone should come with like some free iPad batteries because... Whew, that yeah. suddenly three hours later and then you remember how hard how long it takes for an iPad to charge if you don't have some, a wall socket right near you uh, yeah. in order to keep playing but so like what has been your experience with the game itself like what's what's your reaction to playing a CCG because I, I imagine that you must be like me where th- this isn't something that you have a lot of experience with 
Yeah, I mean, deep down inside, there's there's a voice inside of me that's screaming, "You goddamn nerdlinger!" Um, just for even getting into this. But <laughs> the little I, the, the, the little Dan Reichert in you is like trying to crawl out and 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 murder your face as you play Hearthstone. Yeah, and I, I've mostly managed to suppress that, thankfully. Um, no, you know, as someone who doesn't really understand those games in uh, really any context, I was surprised how easy it was to just kind of jump in there and get a feel for it and understand exactly what it is I needed to do. Not necessarily to do well, because Lord knows I've gotten my ass kicked online more than a handful of times. Uh, but enough to where I can beat the you know computer on normal, I can beat in some expert matches depending on what class I'm playing. Um, I've unlocked all the cards for like four different classes now. Oh wow, um, jeez, you are, you did put a lot of hours into this yeah. game. Because I mean, just, to, just to grind out to level 10 with a class, that's, yeah. You know, that's two or three hours, probably two hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I gr I ground out three different classes, and I'm working my way through the paladin one now. Um, but you know, I, I'm it's it's a good system though because it lets you learn all the different classes. It give, it makes you take the time to figure out you know the, at least the 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 more easier to grasp nuances of them. There are obviously tons of cards I still haven't unlocked. Still tons of different you know spells and combinations that I haven't figured out yet. Uh, especially if my online playing is any indication, because holy shit, there are some people on there that just destroyed me in like eight turns, and that was it. I was done. Well, it seems like folks I've talked to that have spent a lot more time with the game are much more versed in, in Hearthstone in general or, you know, CCGs at large. That with Hearthstone specifically, no matter how good you are, no matter what you do, no matter what your deck is, there are going to be times where because of the randomness of the game, um, and and the fact that there is a random element to it in in some in some respects, they're gonna get a card that wipes out all your minions and then yep. sets them up to just tear you apart in in the next round. And the best you can do, if like you know you have, if you're up against a class that has cards like that, is to you know try and draw those cards out by you know putting one minion down at a time so you only lose one at a time. But ah, sometimes it gets real tempting. Like I've got a card. Um, when I was playing as the, uh, I'm not sure which character it was, maybe the Paladin. I don't know. It's one where every time you draw, subsequently draw another card, that character gets plus one, plus one. So you have you're incentivized uh. to try and use all of your cards that you have as quickly as possible. Because I was able to get that guy up to like plus eight, plus eight. And if you have a taunt that is drawing the damage away with a plus eight guy, I mean you're gonna wreck a dude in you know two or three turns if you can kind of hold out. And so yeah. It's learning stuff like that. I have not built a deck yet uh, because I. I'm still learning the game, and I'm fine with you know having access to too many cards. So I'm not necessarily getting the cards that I would want because I don't even necessarily know what the cards I want are yet. But the the step I heard from a lot of people is that you know deck building is is pretty important because there are cards that you really don't want, and there are uh, decks that are going to allow you to succeed faster and more efficiently than just waiting for any card to come through the entire uh, library. And that just rather than worrying about building your own deck, just going to a website and saying, hey, I like this class. I seem to be successful with this class. Here's the deck you should build uh, once you've gotten to level 10, uh, you know, I think without purchasing anything. So I might do that with the Hunter and see how that goes. Yeah, the first time I went into the arena, I mean, I basically went in there with the cards that you unlock when you play through, you know, the the early levels, just as the 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 mage or whoever it is that the that first character that you get. Um, and I, I won a couple of matches, but mostly I just got my ass handed to me because someone had actually built their deck and they had taken the time to figure out, you know, the best bonuses and combinations to put together. Whereas I just, you know, I'm sitting there just throwing out whatever base level cards they gave me at the beginning. And I, I went out of the arena pretty quickly the first time. But, you know, that's fine. Like that 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 uh, incentive to go through and actually, you know, try and build those decks is there. I just want to actually get familiar with all the different classes before I start really trying to get into that. Like, I haven't gotten into any of the, the deck building or the crafting or any of that stuff yet. Uh, I just want to get through all the different classes and just kind of learn which ones, you know, like which class-specific abilities make the most sense to me, what, what, what style of play best suits me. So far, I think the Paladin might be my favorite one. Is he the one that uh, can heal? Is that his special power? 
No, his special his special ability is to constantly drop one one minions. Okay, uh, so yeah, that is the the paladin is who I was talking okay. about before. Yeah, so. yeah. So you just keep dropping those minions, uh, and he has enough different healing and and special abilities that 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 sort of jive with my style of play. The hardest one for me so far was the warlock, because that's the one where you constantly have to take uh, health hits to draw more cards. Right. And most of his abilities involve damaging everyone on the battlefield, including yourself. <laughs> so it's like you have to keep a real hard, like hard look at like how much health you're using, and keep making sure you're throwing those voodoo priests out there to, to heal yourself. And it's a it's a tough balance, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's it's a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, you know, again, speaking from someone that has so little experience in these kinds of games, but I'm having a ton of fun with Hearthstone, and I imagine. It seems like the kind of game that I'm probably going to have a ton of fun with for a long time to come, sort of regardless of whether I get any good at it or not, because the matchmaking, you know, seems to work out that, you know, I probably win one in three matches, and that's that's enough to kind of keep me going, sort yeah. of regardless of where it goes from here. It lets you know you're not just the worst garbage human that has ever lived, but, you know, at the same time, you still have a long way to go. Uh, and... You know, I, I've seen some people complain, you know, this game doesn't have the depth of other CCGs that, you know, it's kind of like a, it seems like it's like a weird trend thing. That's fine. You know what? I might burn out on it in a few months. I might reach a point where it's just like, this is super fun. I've played so much of this that I never want to play it again. I'd be OK with that because as, a, you know, a free to play game, uh, I think I will get more than my share of entertainment out of it. And I don't necessarily foresee myself ever really spending money in it because, I don't know, at least from my experience, I feel like I've been able to earn enough gold so far just trying to do the daily challenges and just trying to kind of, you know, play through the way I normally would uh, to unlock enough to keep me interested. At some point, I might hit that wall and it might become a point where I would have to start paying a lot of money and that might be the time when I start tapering off. But if I get a few months out of a free-to-play game before I hit a wall, that's, you know, that's a pretty well-designed game, I think. Especially in the early... Uh, hours, uh, you know, say the first like 20 or so, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of needed incentive to uh, pay anything. But in order to really start expanding your decks, like it seems like you want to get into arena mode, which is what I, I messed with that for the first time last night because you can't you can't do arena until you have unlocked all the classes. And then I, I finally killed uh, a warrior last night when I was just screwing around. And so arena mode unlocked for me. And they let you into arena mode for free the first time. But then it costs, I believe, 100 gold or maybe 150 gold in order to get into the arena again. So if you're doing all the quests, that means you're probably going to be able to get into arena mode, you know, once every couple of days, depending on how many hours you're putting in. But the alternative is that, it, you know, it very clearly says $1.99, just you can play this arena mode. And no matter how whether you win three times or loons three times, you open up like this treasure chest that gives you like a stack of new cards and, and some uh, some other stuff. So I could see the incentive if you get, you know, if you don't want to put the time in, but it does seem like if you want to put the time in, you really don't have to worry about that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is a game that I could foresee myself putting some real time in, uh, much to the detriment of my human relationships uh, and, you know, <laughs> general life. See, that's why I'm trying to get my wife into it. I was, I was like, hey, you should try this Hearthstone game. She was like, ah, oh, card game. I was like, come on, hold up, hold up. So I had her download it, and she played the tutorial. She liked it. She hasn't gotten it back to it since because she was gone on a six-day work trip. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that if I can get her into it, then you don't have to worry about that, Pat Alex. No one can judge you if they're in the same sick, dark spiral that you are. So I tried. Uh, I tried to show her what it was, and as soon as I said Blizzard, she was just like, uh, and then just backed away and was like, no. Not not into Blizzard games. Not, not into not. Blizzard. Not into the, their universe. Doesn't really care about any of it. Uh, that said, as soon as I was done with that, I think she went back to playing uh, her sort of knockoff goat simulator for her iPhone. Uh, <laughs> which, to be fair, for a knockoff of goat simulator, wasn't bad. Uh, but still, that's it, there, there, there's really no convincing her on this one. Unfortunately. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we will have to become friends on Battle.net, a friends list I have never looked at until Hearthstone. God, neither have I. So, yeah, I don't even know. Like, if I, I know I have a, a Battle.net login, but I don't think I, I, I knew it because I used it to get into the game. But I don't think I have a friends list or anything on there. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty simple. But okay, we'll, uh, 
we'll have to get on there. Maybe we'll maybe we'll stream some matches and we can uh, have have people get really angry at us. People get really angry about Hearthstone. I've discovered. Oh, I know. Well, no, they get angry at all video games on the internet. Anytime yeah. anyone plays a video game the way they don't like, they get really angry, and it's kind of depressing. To but be you honest know what? with you, you know what? They hmm. keep watching. Yeah, keep I know. Watching. And sending us emails about how bad we are. And then obviously they've been watching, you know, these like hour long videos of us playing these games badly. And they keep watching over and over again and keep sending emails. The only way you know how bad I am is that you've been watching. I still win. Why do you watch a thing you don't like? I don't understand it. Why are you still yelling at me about Prison Break? Oh, I'm not. I'm, I. That's just, you know, I, I tried to bury my soul about Prison Break. And then that's what you throw back at me. That's just to be honest, I, I completely forgotten about the the prison break conversation. But now that's all coming back. What the fuck were you doing watching that shit for so long? Oh, what were you I doing? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Patrick. I don't know. Uh, other than Hearthstone, I didn't play a lot of games this week. Uh, I went and started volunteering at an animal shelter over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to start doing that once a week. Look and, at you. Uh, I know. I'm actually doing something for the betterment of something. You don't uh, own an animal, do you? I have two. I have two cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would like to get more, but I don't think this apartment will allow for that. Um, but right now, the two you cats want to become are... a, you want to become one of those cat people. You want to, I mean, you not want, necessarily wanna... just cats. I mean, I like dogs. You know, right. I I had a pet snake growing up. I had pet birds growing up. Like I I like I like most animals. So Good not gonna get a spider you. or anything, but you know, I like no, uh, most most, most regular pets. Who owns uh, a spider? Ugh. I'm trying to think what else I did. Uh, I, I did that. I went on the Wrestlethon uh, 48-hour right. charity charity this weekend, dialed in for an hour and a half or so. Uh, unfortunately, by the time they got to me, apparently all their technical problems started happening. Uh, That's they fantastic. Got, they went from Friday night all the way to Sunday morning uh, playing nothing but wrestling games uh, for Child's Play Charity. They were doing just fine. Then their computer started overheating in the morning. Uh, and then by the time I was supposed to go on, apparently all the power went out in their neighborhood for like 2,200 <laughs> homes. So, yeah, that was, uh, this is why you don't, this is why you don't do things, Alex. Things yeah, you wrong. should never do things because they always just go wrong. But, uh, it, they eventually got back up and so we got on and we played some 2K14. I answered some questions. Apparently a bunch of people watching it had no idea what Giant Bomb was and I was put in the and unenviable position of actually trying to explain what our site is to people. <laughs> it's a website that you don't tell people you work for at the airport. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I realize that I have never actually gone through any kind of media training or any sort of like promotional training to actually <laughs> explain what the site was. So I was just like, okay, someone who has no frame of reference. So I'm basically talking to like, you know, my my distant cousins at this point. Uh, so it's about so video games, but I'm uh, there's a wrestling podcast and a TV movie podcast and, and we have a wiki but it's got hamburgers in it and uh i don't really know and then there's a podcast but then like we do these videos and unprofessional the podcast fridays doesn't talk about video games very often and uh mm, mm. yeah so me just hemming and hawing for like 10 straight minutes uh eventually just saying video games and and hoping that that was enough so that's that's basically all the promotional promotion i got that's funny Let's see. What else did I play over this weekend? Uh, so I played Daylight, which is okay. a horror game I had mentioned, I believe, on Friday because it comes out on Tuesday, and I said I was going to get in touch with Atlas, figure out what was up with that game. They sent over a code, and then on Saturday night after uh, Katie showed up again, I was like, hey, let's let's play this horror game. It also gives me a chance to, as someone that is battle-hardened, in the dungeon of horror games, sometimes I'm, you know, it takes a little bit more to, to get under my skin. Whereas with uh, my wife, it's it's really just needs to be a jump scare, and that's that's all we that's all we need to, to show yeah. success with her. And in that regard, Daylight is a uh, resounding success. Uh, the game is full of jump scares, but generally speaking, the uh, thirty to forty minutes that I uh, spent with with Daylight, not not very impressed. Uh, it's... Oh. So the thing I was worried about, which is the fact that the game is randomized every mm-hmm. time that you, you jump into it, uh, leads to layouts that make really absolutely no sense. Mm. Uh, they're really hard to wrap your head around. The only way that you're able to make any sense of where you're running around is because you are just holding up a cell phone the entire time that has a map on it. But as you start to look at how that map is twisting and turning, like what? 
sort of hellish architect put together this insane asylum or whatever it is, hospital, I believe is what you're, you begin your journey in. And it's just, it's not very interesting to run around because most of the rooms have nothing in them. Uh, a lot of the scares in the game really are like chairs moving across the screen, like running into uh, a dresser where the drawers come out, but like seeing that three times in under a minute. Uh, so it's not it's not like the game is, is pacing those at a way that it's trying to make the most of it. It works the first time, and then the third time you've seen the drawers pop out of a dresser. It's just really just not that scary anymore. And for some reason, there are glow sticks everywhere. Huh. There are glow sticks all over this hospital, and that is your main currency for getting around. Like, you have a cell phone that you're flashing that has apparently an infinite battery. And then you pick up glow sticks that are scattered all throughout this insane asylum. And you can also get flares. I got up to discovering flares, which flares you can, I guess, use to dispel the creatures that uh, you come across. But... Um, Question. Yeah. Were they having raves at this hospital? I don't Why know. Why are there I'm glow sticks everywhere? It's possible that there's... Maybe some of this is explained in the like bajillion pieces of like pickup text that you find throughout the game. Like not just once in a while. Like every couple of rooms, there is some sort of thing hanging on the wall that you pick up and you read. And I wasn't going to sit and read all of them when I was playing with my wife. Plus, if you're putting all of your backstory into these uh, little pieces of text, it's, uh, it's. Yeah, it's, it was not really working for me, and it seems like a lot of the problems do stem from the random, randomly generated nature of it. I, I don't know if, if the scares are particularly well made, uh, mm. regardless of how they're deployed. Um, the game seems like it's probably the most effective at just being a cheap jump scare factory. I'm I'm not convinced that it's, it's anything more than that uh, right now, and it's disappointing. Uh, the idea that it's a two- to three-hour game that you have to play multiple times in order to get a better sense of the entire story, I think is a novel approach to a horror game. But yeah. in like I was expressing before, I, th I believe it may actually be at odds with what allows horror games to work as effectively as they do. Where not, not every genre uh, benefits from an open-ended nature. Uh, no. some, some genres uh, strictly benefit from having a tight leash on the player experience because it's part of the reason I'm there. Um, so yeah. I need to play more of it. I'm going to probably record uh, a quick look of it uh, tonight when the uh, when the sun goes down. And uh, there's just little things. Maybe it's possible these might change in between now and uh, the game's release on Tuesday. There might there's always kind of a last minute patch for for games of this nature. But like none of the the button prompts are there for your Xbox controller, even though it has native Xbox support. So Every time you have to execute an action in the game, it's telling you to press a button on the keyboard or mouse, which like, they're like, oh, press one on the keyboard so you can use your flare. I'm like, what? Well, I don't know what that means. I eventually found that it meant up on the D-pad, but <sighs> it's it's little things like that. Um, I also need to double check. Is it? I think this game is running on Unreal Engine 4. Uh, let me, I want to say that's true. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Yes, it is. And so this is definitely the first game I have experienced uh, since uh, since acquiring this PC where I've had to think about like changing the default settings. Like usually, you know, the game sort of detects it and my, my rig ends up at about like medium to high uh, in terms of what it can manage. And the default settings, I, it was it was chugging. And Daylight is not doing anything especially interesting. It's a game that is largely shrouded in darkness. So yeah. it's hard to tell whether that's just a matter of UE4 demanding more resources from uh, my like pretty middle-range uh, aging GPU or if it's just horribly unoptimized and reflective of you know things like the mouse buttons showing up when there should be A and B buttons uh, on the, the screen. So don't have a good grasp of what that says about the game. But it is interesting that I think this might... It might be the first UE4 game. I believe that was one of its claims to fame, that it was mm. going to be the first one out there using this engine. Um, and obviously, it's coming out before Epic has published a game on their engine, which, as we know, 
you usually want to wait for Epic to publish their first game uh, so that all the kinks get worked out uh, with an engine. We saw uh, Do we even with... know what Epic is working on right now? Well, Fortnite. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Fortnite. Okay, so they are, they have something at least. But Yeah, and, and Tim Sweeney has actually been out there recently pushing back on this notion that, that Epic Games was getting out of game development. In fact, they've been building a lot of stuff. So, you know, it might just be a company in transition, and we might hear a lot more from them. Uh, this year, I don't. I don't think Fortnite is exactly. You know, it could be should not have to be a great game, but that's not exactly. I think what people look towards when mm-hmm. they, you know, a, a technology company like Epic is making a new game, they want to see what the hell that engine can do. That's you know what, what Gears of War was so great at, and so hopefully we'll see something like that. But in any case, I'm gonna check out some more Daylight. I'm at least gonna finish it once uh, to see uh, what is on the the other side of that. But not, not good. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm more looking forward to the uh, DLC for Outlast uh, that is coming out. Um, if not this week, then next week. Uh, but there'll be uh, some more of that stuff soon. Uh, Big Knife in the chat says, "I think Zombie Studios, who is the developer of Daylight, is just bad or just sucks at optimization. I've tried playing Blacklight Retribution and get constant frame rate drops regardless of my settings. So maybe that is just uh, indicative of something that's going on over at Zombie Studios more yeah, generally." I had- I had forgotten this was Zombie Studios. Uh, Zombie, you may recall, uh, is the maker of both Saw games. Oh, um, I almost played. I almost played Saw on yeah. Spoon with Scoops last week. Also, the maker of Blackwater, mm. that light gun connect shooter that was licensed off of the uh, paramilitary corporation. Mm. Yeah. So. We'll just go ahead and leave it at that. Um, <laughs> so, I, look, like we're, I, I'm always, always looking for a, a good new horror game. I, I like being scared. It's always fun uh, to play stuff like that, and then it gives me new fodder for video features. But it seems like Daylight is not going to be that game, and, and for that, I am profoundly disappointed. I, I remain uh, – tr- I'll try to remain optimistic. I'm going to play more of it, but – I, I mean, man, the game doesn't even set up what you're doing or why you're in a place. Like, literally, you press start and just go. Pick up these glow sticks and spooky stuff is happening around you. It's, It feels profoundly rushed and, and unfinished uh, in, in a way that uh, is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Patrick, more terrifying to you. Discovering evidence of paranormal activity or discovering evidence of raver activity? <laughs> Why are you question. laughing? This is a very ser- this is a very serious question. It's, I want I don't know why there are all these glow sticks. That's I really hope that if the mythology better un- better answer this profound question by the end of it, and maybe it's addressed in like the loads of text that I wasn't reading when the game starts. I'm gonna start over from the beginning when I do the quick look uh, tonight to try and see how much I can sense that things change. But uh, yeah, glow sticks. Not so much. Not so much. I did remember one other thing I did this weekend, which Mm. I did want to talk to you about. I know you are a lover of uh, insane movies, movies that are just, you know, either just crazy or, you know, awful or Mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever seen The Visitor? The Visitor. And oh, not the, oh, 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 this is the one that was picked up by the... Uh, mm, the Alamo people. Yes, the, the Alamo, which is a uh, famous theater and also now like film distributor uh, yep. they're based out of austin uh, but yeah they i've seen the trailer for the visitor could you just could you just read the description for that movie yes uh i'm going to the imdb imdb page right now uh so i can read you the description of this movie which was released in 1979 and features uh among other actors lance henriksen john houston shelly winters and sam peckinpah like acting in a movie mm-hmm. uh, in this uh, this insane sci-fi Italian film. Uh, John Huston stars an inter- as an intergalactic warrior who joins a cosmic Christ figure in battle against a demonic eight-year-old girl and her pet hawk while the fate of the universe hangs in the balance. Multidimensional warfare, pre-adolescent profanity, and brutal avian attacks combine to transport the viewer into a state unlike anything they've ever experienced. Somewhere between hell and the darkest reaches of outer space. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a mess. It is one of the hottest messes uh, I have ever had the pleasure of watching. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray pretty much sight unseen just based on the trailer because I knew that was something, it was something I would probably be entertained by. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched that 
on Friday night. And let me tell you, I, or Saturday night, that is a movie I think you would enjoy. Yeah, it's been it's been on my list. I've been trying to catch up with the Oscar bait from last year because all that stuff's been coming out on iTunes in the last month and a half or so. But yeah, The Visitor is on my, hey, you know what I need to do tonight? Watch like a really fucking weird movie because The Visitor sounds like that's that kind of movie. Yeah, set aside a solid two hours because it is Whoa. it is a, it is a long haul, and a lot of that long haul is a lot of nothing happening. Like literally, there is a, a scene of John Huston standing in front of a green screen, just doing this in front of like just bad like seventies CG storm graphics behind him, and that goes on for maybe ten straight minutes. Man, Not that's, kidding. That's fantastic. I yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about this. About this film, I this is this may have been just like Hearthstone. This may have been the push I needed to finally check that out. So the visitor, right? Yeah, the visitor. visitor. And make sure it's you don't get the 1997 Richard Jenkins movie. Otherwise, you will be in for a very different, not nearly (laughs) as uh, ridiculously entertaining experience. Very good movie, just a totally different thing. Uh, Yeah, I should watch that, and I need to begin watching an endless amount of Godzilla films uh, starting this week. I bought the. Criterion Collection version of uh, of Godzilla or Gohira, uh, yeah, because they had that big sale about a month ago where you could buy their. I think you could buy Criterion's for half off, something ridiculous yeah. like they, that. They do that about once every three or four months or so. My voice just totally cracked like a Ooh. Simpsons teenager. Here's your taco, Mister. Um, but yeah, so I, that uh, I'm sorry, what were we just talking about? Godzilla. I just got distracted talking Godzilla. I bought that a while ago on the mm. Criterion sale, and uh, I reached. Uh, a weird point recently where I realized that every time Criterion has a sale, unless they've just released something, you have there's it. nothing left for me to buy at Criterion sales because I've bought all the Criterion movies I really want. I wonder it's, what's the best way to watch other Godzilla films. Am I going to have to like go to a store and rent them? How many are on Netflix? There's probably a couple, and I bet like Amazon Instant Video has a few of them available as well. They Let's usually see. do. I bet they at least have the horrible 90s version. Oh man, that's you gonna watch? Well, you gonna rewatch that? You gonna rewatch that? I think yeah. I think the best actually, if there was any movie you should rewatch before going seeing what is what is looking to be a, a excellent take and update of Godzilla, uh, it, you should watch that '90s one to see how bad it can be done. Yeah, it's and the one first of the thing worst that, the first thing that comes up on the Netflix search for Godzilla. There appears to be no Godzilla movies on Netflix. Is, oh, that sucks. Is the television series based on the 90s Godzilla update? That was not a thing I even knew existed. So the the Netflix uh, categorization of this, you know, it's got the cast genre, and then this show is, colon, exciting. Okay. I'm not sure if I agree with you. Oh, and it does, it keeps the, it actually keeps the design from the 90s film. Ah, oh, that is, that is. Remember when? Remember when Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page got together to make a song, Come with me. right, for that, that movie? That yeah, yeah. That that that's when we knew, should have known that our culture was headed down a downward spiral, the likes of which we would never be able to get out of. That should have been the moment for us. Okay, it looks like there are a significant number of ones on Amazon Instant, though. Okay. okay. That's where I'll have to go for my guys. I am like this close to just canceling Netflix altogether. Their selection has gotten so bad and their availability has gotten so bad that I just, I don't know that I care to have it anymore. I guess that's fair. What is this? Another, someone else from Naughty Dog left. Again? Let's see. Uh, our friend, your friend and mine, Superannuation, who we talked about on Friday's show, uh, reports that Naughty Dog lead character artist Michael Nolan Left the studio following his work on last year's Last of Us. Uh, he, let's see. Doesn't say where he's left, but he has left. There is Didn't a, their art director just leave, like, last yeah. week, too? There's a lot Jesus. of turnover happening at that company. I, yeah. You know, people have asked me uh, multiple times, you know, should we be concerned? Is this just regular turnover at a company? Is this just what happens when a high-profile project finishes and they start moving on? Uh, to another one and it, it's hard for me to say I don't have a lot of deep insight into what's happening over at at Naughty Dog whether this is something to be concerned about or if this is just you know 
the studio going through a transition period, and part of that involves a lot of people moving on to other things. It's not hard to imagine that they decided to work on The Last of Us 2, and a lot of the people that came to define the universe of The Last of Us don't have a whole lot of interest in making another one of those. Yeah. So that they would want to leave and go somewhere else. And that what else is happening in the company is Uncharted 4, which obviously right. is itself going through its own transitional period in terms of creative leadership. But if your two options were to work on Last of Us 2 and Uncharted 4, you might be interested in pursuing other other things. I, that is just me speculating on what could drive a lot of these departures from uh, uh, lead roles on the team. But, you know, maybe maybe there's other friction at work, but... It wouldn't surprise me if if that was part of it. So I here's here's my plan for how we're going to figure out what's going on here. Okay, all right. We're going to invite Cowboy to the E3 show like we always do. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell him, yeah, you're going to come in here. You know, Tim Schafer will be here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Phil Spencer, whoever. I don't know. We'll just give him a bunch of names. When he gets there, it's only going to be him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have him on for an hour and a half, and we're not going to let him leave until he tells us what the fuck's going on over there. Yeah. That seems like that's, that's like good journalism, right? Like that's how yeah, that's that how you, works. That's, they, that's, they that's teach a good you that journalism one on one. Kidnap your yeah. source. All right, put cool. Him, put him All on right, a live. Well, put him on a live stream. See what happens. All right, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page with this. Uh, no one, no one, tell him what we're doing. Let's see. So yeah, I don't know what's up. That's that's weird. Uh, from software, purchased. Just got bought. Japanese publisher, Katakawa Corporation. I don't, I don't know who that is. So Katakawa has put on, it put out a few things that I've heard of, but I'm trying to remember what they oh, actually... Oh, the studio published Suda51's Killer is Dead and Lollipop Chainsaw in Japan. Ah. It was partially involved in the development of the RPG's Demon Gaze and Natural Doctrine. Okay. Um, they apparently publish a lot of... Uh, uh, well, I'm going to say manga, but I know a bunch of people are going to correct me and say manga. But yeah, they produce a lot of that stuff too. Um, I don't know. That's a weird. That's an interesting purchase because you know, From has primarily been working with uh, Namco, Namco Bandai, or Bandai Namco, or Banco Namdai, or whatever the fuck, uh, for how many years now on the the Soul series. And you have to wonder, does this affect that whatsoever? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what them getting bought means, if anything. Uh, it's hard. I again have very little context for the Katakawa Corporation, so. You know, if you want to look at this in the best possible light, From Software is going to have more resources. Yeah. The other but light they, is that they're going to have a company that exploits the Dark Souls franchise into the ground because it's kind of the thing that From Software has going right now. Yeah. Uh, this probably means I'm never, ever going to get an Atogi sequel, which just <laughs> kind of bums me out. But I guess I should have known that was also never, ever Yeah, you going probably should have come to grips with that a long time ago, Alex. You know, I've been putting it off for a while. Uh, didn't really want to, you know, kind of face the music there. Uh, as soon as this show is over, I am just going to curl into a ball and just start sobbing for a mm-hmm. while. Um, so maybe don't bother me for like an hour or so afterward. That's fair. I'd be curious to see what they do with Dark Souls from here. I have soured more and more on Dark Souls 2 the further I have gotten away from playing it. I do not think it is a bad game but I think it might be a bad game compared to Dark Souls, if that makes well, I, any I sense. Well, I read an article over the weekend that said it's, it, that asked if it was the worst game ever made. Um, uh, yeah. I, the underlying point that story was trying to make was interesting. When you label something as hyperbolic as that, yeah. you're going to invite criticism that is well-warranted yeah. because your headline is hyperbolic to get people clicking. Yeah. Um, because and if you look at what that. he's trying to say, it's slightly ironic, and I, I understand what the writer Michael Thompson, who has written some good stuff in the past before, was going for. But when you write something called the sequel to the worst game ever made is still the worst game ever made or whatever it was, it's just, you're not going to get people taking you seriously. And no. Uh, there wasn't much reason for people to take that seriously. Also, people nope. need to remember that Forbes is a community site, and they're like the Huffington Post. And just because something shows up on Forbes, it's the equivalent of saying something that was in our forums was written by someone from Giant Bomb, which right. I don't think people would say that. So no. keep that in mind. 
keep that in mind. Uh, Chilean retailer listing Mass Effect trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One. That seems to make some sense. Yeah, that's something that you could put some dudes in a room and get HD, you know, or higher HD versions of those games after a certain amount of time. I could see that happening. I bet people would buy that. I might buy that. I'm still ludicrously behind on the Mass Effect series. Maybe this would be the excuse to actually do it. You did not play all three of them? I have not played all three of them, no. What have you played? Uh, I played one. Uh Uh-huh. So you played the best one. So you at least made that decision. Yeah, so I played one. And that's it? That's it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm. I'm in the camp that Mass Effect One is the best Mass Effect. It was my favorite. I think two and three. I think two is mechanically a better game, but yeah. I I liked Mass Effect One more. I I thought the introduction to that universe was better than what they did with that universe as it went along. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that you know that that's a sensible move to to throw that stuff onto the current generation. It's been just enough time since Mass Effect Three that I bet you know if you're going to rope in people who weren't interested before before you start doing more Mass Effect that has nothing to do with you know the the Shepard trilogy or what have you. Now's probably yeah. the time to do that. I bet those would look real nice on next gen hardware too. And the, and the I, art and that the art in those games holds up rather well. Yeah. So running those at 1080p, 60 frames a second, I bet that would look pretty nice. I bet that would look. Oh man, I in my dreams they went back and they they update Mass Effect One with the systems of Mass Effect Two, allowing Mass Effect One to retain in totality its champion-like nature in the Mass Effect franchise. But that would be a lot of work, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to spend that kind of money. Not going to happen. No. No, Patrick, no. I feel like you're avoiding the most important news story of the weekend. Yeah, so far. please. Uh. You may have heard that some people went down to New Mexico. Uh, oh, right. That of, did happen this weekend. Yeah. As part of a documentary, uh, they were looking to unearth the mythically buried copies of E.T., the extraterrestrial for the Atari 2600 that were reportedly dumped into a landfill uh, many, many years ago. Uh, this thing has taken on sort of an urban legend-like quality to it, uh, even though... I'm pretty sure, like, there have been Atari people that have just straight up said, yeah, we dumped those. No. Like, we dumped it. Yeah. The E.T. cartridges being dumped in the Atari desert is not an urban myth. You can go to the New York Times website and look up a report from the year and the month that this happened where they report on the fact that they were closing down a factory in El Paso and they were dumping these cartridges in the desert. It has, Yep. But, it, you know... You know, so it's not an urban myth, I think, in that understanding of an urban myth, but has it has taken on a mythical quality. Exactly. In it's more of like a modern urban myth, which is that no one has ever done a Google search, and so it has attained some sort of mythical status by virtue of ignorance, as opposed to uh, the the idea that there are actual facts on the ground right. that that you know would let you know. Yeah, they. Buried a bunch of cartridges in the desert, but it's a fun, it's a fun myth, and I, I get it. I get. Yeah, it's it's like a myth it. in the context that people just don't actually do the research anymore to actually find anything out. They just assume it's true, and that's that. Um, in this case, you know, there were a lot of people that I guess were still doubting it or whatever. And this whole like documentary thing about finding these games in the de- the documentary is about the games crash in '83. It's not about just finding these games buried in the desert, though that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they dug it up, and they found the the games. And so, yes, E.T. cartridges were really buried in a landfill in Alamogordo, uh, New Mexico. That is true. It happened. They they have they have achieved something by discovering this. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's a fun thing. I've seen a lot of people writing really kind of like snarky, just sort of dismissive things about this, being like, "Why are we wasting our money doing this? Why is this matter? It was garbage then. It's garbage now. You're not. They're not wrong about that. It is. Those games were garbage. Nobody bought them, so no, they had nothing to do with them other than just dump them. And I get that, but." Why would why suck all the fun out of the universe when, you know, there's just there are very few things that have this mythical quality anymore. We live in an age where nothing is special anymore. Nothing is a mystery. Nothing is crazy. It's why CNN is going so insane over that missing airplane, because, again, mysteries just don't really happen that much anymore. So even though people knew these things were really buried, 
people be- enough people believed it was a mystery to make it interesting and now they're excited that they found this stuff you know this buried garbage and that's I don't want to take that away from them. I, I think that, yes, okay, it's cool that someone actually went to the trouble of digging this stuff up and finding out and proving that it is, in fact, true. Now maybe the mystery is not really fun anymore, and that's a little bit of a bummer, but, you know, hey, they had their fun in the desert. I don't see what's wrong with that. Yeah, I saw Gary Witta. He got, I, I suppose I believe, interviewed for the documentary, which is being put together for uh, Xbox One. Uh, Microsoft yeah. is funding this, and hey, I'll give them, you know, hats off to them. They they found something cool to to use with their money. I'm I'm interested to see what they put together with this. But yeah, Gary, I guess you know whether it makes it into the cut of the documentary or not, uh, expressed uh, disappointment that we were actually going to find out what's up with these cartridges because I think when you and I'm curious to see how the documentary comes together because when you learn the facts of why those carts ended up there it's just really not that interesting because yeah. ET was not responsible for the video game industry crash it was systemic of a larger problem that was happening in in that time frame um and it's when you learn the real the realness of it it's just not it's not that interesting so the idea that there was just all these cartridges in the ground was at least more interesting than learning why they were in the like. There's just not there's not a lot of drama surrounding it. The drama was the the what we had built up in our minds about it yeah. and the way we talked about it. So I'm I'm sympathetic to the argument that digging it up kind of takes that away from the myth uh, in a way that is kind of a uh, kind of a bummer. But you know yeah. maybe it'll be a good documentary. I, who knows. Hey, you know, 30 years from now, when they do another documentary digging up all the unsold Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk ride controllers that Activision buried in a different desert, you know, we'll have that mystery again. We'll have that fun again, you know, what wondering and, and you know, in amazement about what might be the case. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for now, this this mystery is solved. Congratulations. There are Atari cartridges buried in the desert. Uh, maybe they should just go put those back now before something more terrible is unleashed. Yeah, that's, that's fair. There's a door down there that just says, do not open until doomsday. Only the Ghostbusters can close it. It's You don't want to fuck with that. Hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's switch to some questions. I asked for some in the chat. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about. No, that's what I got. Let's see. <laughs> Uninvincible, do you think people will sell or buy those Atari cartridges now? Yeah, probably. I imagine I don't know what's gonna happen to all of them. I know there were members of the media out there. Chris Cooler of Wired was out tweeting photos as things unfolded. It sounded like Wired was putting together their own little video thing about that. Uh, and it sounds like it sounds like anyone was able to show up if they wanted to. Because I saw there yeah. were some flyers floating around of people doing like screenings of ET uh, nearby in nearby towns for for a lot of the folks that were. In town to see how that was going. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if stuff like that shows up, but <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure what their plan is uh, with uh, with all those cartridges. I think uh, Jake <laughs> Rodkin said on Twitter over the weekend they should just uh, seal them up in, like, Lucite or something and sell them, like, pieces of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Uh, Big Knife asks, have you either of you played Child of Light yet? Review Margo drops at noon. Nope. Nope. But it's it's it seems like someone may have broken that embargo. Oh this really? Morning. Yeah. Oh. Unnamed website. Okay. Unnamed website early. has review score up or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am looking forward to playing that. I am the, too. Uh, the unnamed website that delivered it a score a little bit early, not a stellar review score. So mm. whether that is an anomaly or whether that is indicative of a broader trend of what we're going to see earlier today, that may end up being very pretty. Not pretty to play. I hope it's not true. Yeah, not same. True. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Space Bob asks, excited for Watch Dogs. What say you, Alex? Excited. No. Curious? Yes. Uh, I I have played that game before uh, prior to its delay. Um, what I played of it did not overly excite me. Um you know, for a very long time, they didn't talk about any of the story stuff in that game. For a very long time, like the missions, they've kind of showed bits and pieces, but they didn't really let people get hands on with it. And what little hands on I have had with it didn't really excite me that much. 
I'm still curious, and I still have a little bit of hope that maybe with the time they took to work that stuff out, maybe they, they turned it into something a little bit more fun. Um, but I, I'm, I'm tempering my excitement because I'm not 100% convinced that thing's going to come together. I remain part of the contingent that was excited about that game when the original trailer was shown up until the moment he took out a gun. And not yeah. because anti-gun in video games but sure. it seemed like they were going the game up until that moment seemed like it was going to be something a little more interesting and not that I ever expected the game, a game like that to be released on the scale at which it is being developed at without some sort of option to engage in violence but it appears so far of what I've seen of the game I have not played any of it but that they have leaned all in to the violence and there doesn't seem to be like you have this device that allows you to do magical things to the city, which are ridiculous, but I'm willing to buy into it if it's fun. And it does not appear to be that you have an option to just, you know, manipulate all the objects to your advantage and not kill dudes in the process. And that seems yeah. unfortunate that they have this interesting set of mechanics that you, you're not going to have more options to use. Uh, because if you just look at the game now... It really just looks like it just looks like a video game that I've seen before. You know, it looks prettier than ones I have seen before. But I, like a spider robot running around the city, like it just—it's not. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. It could be fun. The story looks bad. I'm—I've gotten less excited for this game the more I have seen it. Has kind of yeah. been my feeling on on Watch Dogs. And, you know, to be fair, games like that, they really don't necessarily reveal themselves until you've put a lot of hours into them. And I, I in the case of Watch Dogs, you know, I've played maybe half an hour of it total. Um, but, you know, with the between the delays and just, you know, it, my experiences with it, you know, there's there's reason to be skeptical. But, you know, there's still like I, I, I want that game to be good. Like I, I've been into the premise, the basic premise of it, you know, cell phone Batman from the beginning. I've been into that idea. I just I, I, I don't get the impression that it is as fleshed out or as interesting as that premise would potentially allow for. And that maybe this is going to be one of those things like maybe you know, the original Assassin's Creed, where there are going to be people who really love this game more off, more likely if that franchise is going to establish itself, it's probably going to be with the sequel. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. It just feels like they went with the easier the easy outcome with the premise of Watch Dogs than the more interesting outcome with the premise of Watch Dogs. Sure. And sure. That's that's just sort of a, a bummer. It doesn't mean it can't it's not gonna be a good game. I'm not even saying that I'm not gonna enjoy my time with Watch Dogs. It it could be Well you don't know. A, yeah, you don't know. It could be a ton of fun. I'm you know, just having not played it, having watched way too much footage of that game because they've put out, they've been pressing this game for so many years now. I, I just find myself less and less interested with what appears to just be a tweak of you know a game type that we have already played many times before as opposed to something profoundly different and interesting which could have been possible with the setup they had chosen um yeah and it's you know hell it's a game set in chicago i don't get many games like that so no. i'm gonna play the hell out of this just to see how they represent uh my relatively new city uh, and i am excited for that more than anything else probably the first thing I would immediately dart toward is trying to find the first Portillo's I could. And if there's no Portillo's <laughs> there, then fuck that game. Not going to blow that up. I'm just going to sit, set up camp outside of the Portillo's and defend it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, my entire role in the, in, the, in the game of Watch Dogs is to make sure that nobody fucks with the Portillo's. Oh, that's making me hungry. I haven't had Portillo's in a couple of months. Oh, man. What are you doing? You live there. It's just like it's like, it's like the deep dish pizza. You got to spread it out. Yeah, spread I mean, up. Plus, there's not there's not one relatively close to me either. I have to go all the way downtown uh, in order to. There's one in the city and then a bunch in the suburbs, uh, and both yeah. are you know like a 25 minute drive. So uh, they don't deliver. So not. I think I think when we're in E3, 
I'm going to stay an extra day. I'm going to take those Disneyland passes uh, that I I won in the Royal Rumble. I'm probably Mm going to take uh, 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 Aaron and Pope and and those dudes along. And I think since we're going to be in Anaheim, we might stop at Portillo's because that's the one place outside of Chicago that there is a Portillo's is Anaheim, California, inexplicably. Yeah. And apparently it's pretty good. I have not been to that one, but I've heard... It holds up. I think John Drake. It's exactly been there. like the one I went to in Chicago proper. So, yeah. uh, Subbo asking, "Is Kirby Triple Deluxe blow? Ha 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 ha! Or does it suck? Ha! Hmm. I don't even feel like you're. I don't even know if I can answer that question. Actually, I can't because I didn't play it. So yeah, I haven't played it either. Uh, Both but I do quest- want to play that one. Your question is monstrous, but I can't give you an answer. Yeah, I'm looking. For, I want to play that one. I want to play Mario Golf as soon as humanly possible. Uh, both those things sound exciting to me. I just uh, I've not actually been able to touch them yet. Hammond of Texas asks, "Are you going to do a daily Hearthstone stream at some point? Probably not daily. A because after doing two of those, it really handicaps my ability to do anything else. Yeah, um, and especially with E3 coming up, um, I, I need that extra time for planning and and other other things that we need to get ready for. But the idea of Maybe in a little bit doing arena streams because I probably won't be able to play arena daily, but I can probably play arena every couple of days uh, and then doing those those three runs. Uh, that sounds well, not three. You can you play arena as long as you can until you die, until you lose three times uh, and then yeah. arena is over. Uh, I thought you were just being you know realistic and saying, well, I'm going to get three matches in and yeah, no, that I will am. be the end of that. No, okay. I'm, I am I am definitely I <laughs> yeah don't uh. Don't mistake it. You are you are one hundred percent correct. Um, but maybe that's the way to, to do that feature, um, so that it's still regular, but it's not uh, it's not daily because that just takes up a little too much of my time. Uh, but maybe a, a daily something we could uh, return to uh, during the doldrums of the summer. Yeah, that sounds probable. Let's see. Bah, bah, bah. Minty Ice asked, "Why hasn't Patrick played Civ Five yet?" That's a good question, Patrick. That is a good, Why? That is a good question. I don't. I've never really played a Civ game. Neither did I until I played Five. Really? That was the first yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I went back and I started playing Civ Four after I started playing Civ Five. Uh, but those are the only two I've ever played, and Five is pretty great. Hmm. 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 All right. Well, let's answer one more question, and then we'll yeah bring this to a close. Uh, Mac Wickus. <laughs> Are you aware that today is the last day to register for E3? Are you aware of that, Alex? You should register for E3 if you have not done that yet. Do I actually have to register for E3? Usually I just show up and there's a there's like a, an exhibitor badge for me. You, you need to get a media badge too. Do I? Yes. All right, well, then I'll do that today. Uh, on a more serious note, is there anything you're looking forward to or seeing or hoping to see during this week's show? This, this week's show, yeah. Yeah, E3 is this week. Yeah. Uh, no, during this E3. Show. Yeah, what do you? We, yeah, we're you know we're a couple weeks out, but we're you know starting to we're starting to see some of the groundwork laid. You know, Phil Spencer's been out there saying, you know, hey, we got a lot of things uh, ready to go for E3. Uh, Shuei Yoshida has been saying, hey, we've got a really exciting E3 planned. You know, about a month out, a little more than that. Like, what's what's your sense of E3 and what we might actually run into this year? I feel like this is going to be the year of far-flung announcements. This is going to be the year where we get a ton of people talking about new franchises and new things and all this stuff, none of which is coming out in 2014. Hmm. Uh, I think we're going to get a handful of things maybe we don't expect coming out this year. That's just This is just me kind of totally you know shooting off like random hearsay from people I've talked to. Uh, but I don't get the feeling like we're going to get very much that's coming in 2014. I think it's going to be 2015 and beyond stuff mostly talked about. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably fair because if at this point we are in the cycle of these uh, this hardware, there's not a lot of games to play on them. You know, downloadable yeah. stuff is certainly making uh, what is the, the first year, which is always a tough first year for new hardware, a little more palatable, you know, getting games like Trials Fusion, you know, which is, you know, downloadable stuff was just getting, you know, on its first legs uh, the last time around, whereas now it's very firmly established. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of new games. Uh, you know, I don't... Uh, is there one in particular you're hoping gets announced? Is there maybe a sequel or an update or something that you're looking forward to? 
I mean, if they're gonna announce Fallout Four, this feels oh, like you the stole time. mine. I should have just said that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's one I would be looking forward to certainly, but uh, I, I, I don't know that they're going to announce that. I mean, I, I would hope so, but uh, that's that's really the only one that comes to mind off off the top of my head. Yeah, that's that's mine too. You know, mostly because I'm hoping to be surprised this year. Yeah. I'm hoping that we will see a whole glut of of new franchises. You know, I'm excited about the fact that even though they're making a new Gears of War game, it's probably way too early for them to show or talk about it, which means they've got to fill that space with other games. And I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully that's like brand new stuff. Hopefully yeah. um, that is uh, things we have not seen before. I feel like that's the refrain we have every year. But that's that's because that's, that's what I'm always hoping for. I'm always hoping to be surprised. I'm genuinely curious about Nintendo and what exactly they might or might not do. Uh, a, if they choose to do a press conference or if they've decided to just get out of that game entirely. Yep. Uh, I expect we'll see the Zelda for Wii U from them i'm ex- I'm interested to see what that might or might not be but you know we'll we'll probably have a better sense of uh, how we can talk about e3 as we get uh, a little bit closer I, th- I feel like you know given how vague everything is right now it really is this is the kind of e3 where the hardware manufacturers have to justify why you just spent yeah. several hundred dollars on machines that you don't have a lot to do on right now Someone in the chat just yelled out uh, Last Guardian, so I think we have to take a drink now. <laughs> I, if there ever was a year that we were oh, going to see that. Oh, that's not that's that's not new Coke. That's that's Coke that's been there for a while. No, oh, that's unfortunate. Mm. See, this is I why wish I hadn't sh- done that. This is why you should clean. Are you, you're going to be sick the rest of the day. No, no, I, I didn't get very much of it. Uh, no, there's only there was there was one can sitting on my desk and I forgot that it was old. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, what are you up to this week? Uh, let's see. Uh, so I recorded that Super Mario Brothers 2 video. Uh, yeah. I am planning on putting that up today. Uh, we will have a new Power Bomb cast this week, which we're recording on Thursday, and we'll put up on Friday, as per usual. Uh, beyond that, that's that's kind of what I got. Just uh, getting into the E3 planning stuff with you and uh, finally doing my PAX expenses, I suppose. I should probably actually do those, shouldn't I? I like Mento's suggestion. Nintendo should do their entire conference through Tomodachi Life. I okay if if they did that that would prove to me that someone inside of that company is still self-aware enough to that there there is still hope there that would be pretty fucking amazing and like they didn't at no point broke from the yeah. joke and just did it the in, oh wow that would be spectacular that would be so good you would hope if they're regardless if they do a press conference or not or they just do what they did last year which was a in their booth thing before E3 uh, begins mm-hmm. uh, that they do an extended Tomodachi. I am so excited for that game. I am I'm psyched. It looks amazing. It looks super amazing and every little like I'm I'm now like rabidly consuming everything that people are writing about it cuz I just want to understand it in as many ways as possible. Maybe it's not a game that truly can be understood, but I I just I just want it in my life. Uh some people are asking uh, where's uh, the, the box office bomb? Is that going to be this week too? I, I would hope so. Uh, we recorded it last week. Uh, Rory is in charge of that 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 bad boy. Okay. Uh, I will ask him today what's up with that, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's done. Cool. All right, well, hopefully that'll be up soon. Um, I'm going to record a, a quick look of Daylight uh, later tonight as soon as the sun goes down, and then that should be up sometime tomorrow. And then... Uh, Today I need to spend. Today I'm mostly going to spend trying to fix my video problems on on this computer. I've had some persistent issues. I have I think figured out exactly what the problem is. I just need to iron that out today mm-hmm. before I record my daylight quick look. Uh, so today is mostly a technical sort of day, and uh, tomorrow I am going to finish that horrible, unrelenting Blair Witch video game. Oh man. I was playing like slightly facetiously, mostly facetiously on uh, Spooking with Scoops, and I thought I was gonna finish it off last week because, like, the joke has worn thin. But now I've gotten so far into the game that I, I need to finish it. Like, I, I want to see uh, how this all wraps up because I am so close to the end. But I, I do not want that game handicapping Spooking with Scoops anymore. It is, it is, it is too much. 
So I have separated it out as its own uh, individual premium feature uh, that we're going to play uh, not at night because it's not a scary game. So we're going to play it uh, late afternoon tomorrow. I think I have it currently set for 5 p.m. Um, my time, central time. Uh, and we're going to, we're in the last day. It's the very end of that game. I'm going to finish it so that I never have to play another one of those Blair Witch games again. Because Until like 10 years from now from when you've completely uh, forgotten what you went through with all of this. And you're like, oh, wouldn't it be really funny to play that game again? Well, there's three of them is the uh, thing. Oh, there is man. a trilogy made by three different de developers. And I will probably play another one in October. But I will give that, that, that it's October. That's different. That's its own that's sort of thing. Uh, we uh, that's months away. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, okay. So I will do that tomorrow. Um, some folks asking if a super professional Wednesdays or whatever is happening this week. Unlikely. Uh, it's more that feature is probably every other week. Um, I'm hoping to try and fit in two more of those before we get to E3. But uh, it's dependent on uh, the schedule of Max and Dave. And uh, we're actually I think going to try and bring in some new people. Um, uh, for the for the next time as uh, so we kind of mix up the cast uh, there's a lot of cool folks in chicago so we'll see what we can do to get them in for the next one uh, but maybe look for that next week um, but you know given that you know dave lang is a game developer uh, they have stuff that they're prepping for at uh, for e3 so uh, they're kind of getting into a crunch mode as they move towards that so i'm you know at the whim of Dave Lang, which is an unfortunate position to be in, but it For is, the position, that I, it is the position that I find myself in right now. Yeah, and I'm sure that Max is, you know, working very hard on ramping up his 2016 presidential campaign. So exactly, you know. yeah, no, you've got to get the got to lay the groundwork yeah. early for that stuff. Uh, other Glad than that, handing some aldermans. <laughs> exactly. Other than that, uh, not sure what else. So maybe we'll try and do a Hearthstone Arena uh, stream at some point later this week, but. Uh, that's going to do it for Bomb in the Hand with Scoops and the Wolf. Alex, I will rejoin you on Friday where we will uh, we'll talk about something. I'm almost done with Fract. I, I meant to talk about that uh, today, but we sort of ran out of time. So uh, by Friday, I'll have finished Fract OSC. Uh, the short of it, I will say, is that, yes, you should really play that game. It only gets better as you go along. But, Alex, I'll talk to you on Friday. Oh,